Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Around the Fire with Liz. Today I want to talk about the subject of grief and we can often think about grief when we think about someone that's passed away, someone that we've lost, um, potentially even a relationship that's broken up. But actually grief and loss can occur in so many different areas of life and I've found that on my journey when I've become aware of what that feels like and what that looks like for me and some of the processes that I'll sort of share and um, explain today that actually that's helped me understand what's going on and therefore being able to meet my needs far quicker and far easier when I actually know what's going on. And currently at the moment there's a lot of conversations that I'm having with people and that other people are having around this subject because there is a lot going on at the moment in our worlds, in our dynamics, in our communities, um, in our friendships, in our relationships that can absolutely have a sense of loss and feelings of grief around it and whether that's not being able to see um, friends, family at the moment, whether it's a loss of freedom in terms of being able to travel, whether it feels a loss of freedom in terms of health choices, potentially a loss of job, potentially a loss of income, potentially just, I'll say just, but potentially it's the sort of bigger picture around a life that we used to know and whether we're going to get back to that or what that might look like. For some, it might be something totally different that's going on for them right now. And it is just actually going, actually, I'm grieving. I'm grieving for the life that I used to have, the freedom I used to have, being able to just go about my day and not have to think about um, X, Y and Z. And it absolutely is a unique journey for each and every one of us, um, whether it's grief for what's going on in the world at the moment or grief because we have lost someone or a relationship has broken up there's talk about the stages of grief um, and you know you absolutely may relate to some of that for others it's much more of a fluid kind of um, journey and when again when we can navigate through that and understand more about what's what's happening then again we can be kinder on ourselves we can understand that actually we're not going to have got over this by now or we're not going to have um, worked through it or whatever we might expectations and shoulds that we're putting on ourselves and when it comes to life coaching it's you know I often talk to people about the next chapter and what that looks like for them and you know we start to discuss that and we start to create that and we start to explore that and when it comes to grief and if I'm working with someone that has been holding this it's actually not about okay when you've stopped your grieving we can look at the next chapter it's actually about how does that come into the mix how do I, you know, include the grief that I'm carrying and what I'm experiencing and what I've lost and potentially the person I've lost or the values that I've lost, you know, what does that look like in the next chapter? And, you know, if it is someone that we've lost, then I particularly talk about how we want to bring that legacy of theirs into the next chapter of our life, you know, even if they're not necessarily on the planet with us. So please, you know, know that it's very much a unique journey and 
watch someone might say, oh, well, I got over X, Y, and Z, you know, within three months. Certainly by six months, I was doing just grand. Awesome, you know, and that's great if that's been the case for them, but it may well not be the case for you, and that's okay as well. So just coming up with some points today um, that I've sort of compiled and what's resonated with me on my journey with grief over different experiences. I think something big for me is that grief comes in waves. And again, when I understood that, I actually allowed myself that permission and gave myself that permission to be okay with that, that I didn't need to have it all fixed and have it all sorted after the first wave. And that, you know, I could have some really good times in between the waves. And, you know, again, it didn't mean that I was sort of not dealing with stuff. That's actually genuinely how I felt. And I did a workshop recently with a group of beautiful mums that had lost a child um, through different means, different illnesses and things. And we coined the phrase, it's okay to be okay. You know, there's the phrase in mental health that it's okay not to be okay. But as we were talking, it was actually giving these mums permission to be okay, to actually laugh again, to actually be happy again. And that, you know, that absolutely is part of the process. And, you know, we may be having one of those moments with a catch up with a friend and just really enjoying ourselves in the morning. And who knows, another wave could hit in the afternoon. But again, you know, that's okay. And it is, it's just about riding those waves, letting them happen when they need to and knowing that you will come out to the other side of each one. And also with grief, I found on my journey that I can put it in a box. If there's things that actually I need to be doing, being, be showing up for, it's like, okay, I'm going to put that in a box for now, but I'm going to make darn sure that I come back to that box because if I don't, then, you know, that's absolutely going to sit there and it's potentially going to fester and, you know, build up and it's going to take up a lot of our um, heart space and capacity and uh, energy. So, yeah, um, certainly with grief, potentially more than other things, it's like sometimes we will have to put it in a box so that we can show up for, you know, potentially other family members, potentially for kids, whatever it might be. Um, but actually, please ensure that you give yourself permission um, to revisit it when you've got the space, the time, the energy, the compassion to be able to visit it fully. And when you do so, um, it really is about feeling it. And, you know, it can be so scary to feel some of those feelings sometimes and, you know, actually go there. And often I try and remind myself that feelings are physical sensations in my body and that you know I'm ensuring that I'm in a safe place when I'm prepared to go there and that I will be able to again come through what I'm feeling that those sensations will pass and the more that we're able to do that then again we're giving ourselves permission to release what's coming up for us if we try and push it down and push it down and push it down, then sure, that's absolutely going to work for the short term. But I've worked with people that have 
pushed and pushed it down for so long or lost so many people or you know just not had the capacity or opportunity to deal with grief and you know it sometimes it's absolutely a something that's passed through the generations where grief was not allowed it was not talked about you know someone passed and next day you got on with whatever had to be done so you know it and it can be so damaging if we don't have the chance to work through some of this stuff and release some of this stuff as it happens and as i say when we talk about the feelings and you know when we're going okay i'm going to give it a go and i'm going to go there it's knowing that and understanding that it's going to be uncomfortable it absolutely is and I liken it to, you know, the life-saving advice that you get um, potentially at the beach and the idea that if you get caught in a rip, then it's actually going with it Um, because if you try and fight it, it takes up a huge amount of energy and, um, you know, if you're trying to get back to the beach, but actually going with the rip and letting it take you and then working your way through it and along the shore to be able to come back to the beach at a place either further down or further up and that analogy just seems to really fit for me it's like okay I'm opening the box I'm going there and I'm safe and I've got myself set up and I'm opening this with compassion and I'm rolling with it I'm not going to fight this I'm not going to try and put, you know, push the lid back down on the box and try and fit everything in there again. Um, Actually, I'm going there because it is the kindest thing for myself, even if it feels super hard right now. Sometimes it's going to be blatantly obvious what we're grieving about. And um, yeah, you know, so... And sometimes it won't be so obvious and what I'm talking about here is actually having a gentle inquiry and sometimes if we're grieving someone that we've lost then you know what is it about that person actually take a moment to go you know what did I cherish what were some of those things what were some of those qualities what were some of those values you know what did our relationship mean to me what did our friendship mean to me what you know what was it about that connection and again just so that we can hold on to the parts that we want to hold on to and take forward with us as opposed to potentially you know um always focusing on what we've particularly lost or the ending or whatever it might be so it's the first part of that actually how can we bring this person's legacy into the mix I also think the inquiry comes in around when we want to identify what we might not actually begin to pinpoint what it is that we are grieving for, what it is that we feel we've lost. And that can particularly be the case when, you know, especially at the moment, what is it that's coming up for me? Sometimes we might not even recognise it as grief and loss, but actually when we do, it's going, well, which bit you know, which bit of how the world is changing at the moment is the bit that I'm grieving, which bit is different to um, life before COVID. And again, when we can get really clear on that and understand some more thoughts around that, then, 
you know, we can look and go, okay, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm really feeling about right now. And what do I need? What do I need to nurture me? What do I need to nourish me? What do I need to do to connect back to my needs, my values, um, to support me through this uh, in whatever way that's going to look like for us? So, yeah, bringing a gentle inquiry into what's going on for us during that time. And again, you know, there's absolutely going to be times when you can't even comprehend some of that stuff and it's simply going to be about what I'm going to talk about next, um, which is releasing. And sometimes, you know, that is far more the important thing to actually be shifting some of those emotions and things. And with grief, you know, it is an opportunity to release stuff that potentially has been trapped, has been stuck, that we've pushed down for however long and we may find or we may think that actually a reaction to a certain event is it might feel over the top it might feel um gosh you know I'm going to this person's funeral for example but you know and I'm feeling all these emotions but actually I didn't really know this person very well but it's an opportunity to allow any grief any stuck emotions that have been there to release so again no judgment around that at all and you know this isn't a sort of staged process this is you know just my thoughts around what what works for me and you know there absolutely will be times where I won't want to inquire about anything I won't want to know the answers I won't want to know what it is I actually just want to ball or I want to roar or I want to get some stuff out or I want to be heard and have something said and you know there's so many ways with um releasing and again we can think with grief that it's around tears but you know maybe it brings up some frustration some anger maybe it um you know there is some stuff that you feel that you want said that you want heard that um yeah needs to be released in some way and as i say there's different ways of doing that it might be through some journaling it might be through something creative it might be um, getting out, walking, it might be getting the heart pumping and um, blood moving around your body, you know, to shift whatever needs to be released. And that whole process can be absolutely exhausting. I totally, um, yeah, just thinking back now of times where I, I really have done that and I really have gone for it and if you think of all that energy that we've had stored up um you know and then that's released gosh you know like I can feel it in my body now it's yeah there will be a lot and it it will be and can be exhausting um you know to actually go through that process so then what is it you know when you've had um you know when you've absolutely cried and you think you haven't got any more tears to cry or when you know you've absolutely been out on that walk or when you've roared and roared from the bottom of your belly or um yeah when you've journaled and you feel that you've got absolutely nothing more to say what do you what's the kindest thing what do you then need for yourself it might be an early night it might be a hug it might be a different type of walk it might be just sitting with a warm drink under the stars it might be um yeah you know, uh, getting out, connecting with someone. It might be, um, you know, some meditation or some mindfulness, some quiet music, a bath, a shower, anything, you know, what is it for you that then gives you that nurturing and that grounding 
that and nourishing that you so need at that point. And I think just to finish up on um, some of these points that and bring it sort of full, cir- full circle as I was talking about at the beginning that grief isn't something that just happens and that we sort of witness and experience and then it's done by any stretch and it absolutely can change us and I work with people closely on their values and their, like their core values and what's important to them and you know I explain that our values can change over time for many different reasons and grief and trauma and things that we've been through can absolutely be um, one of those reasons that does change our values and we review them and go actually you know what something that was important to me before is not quite as important to me now or now I've got some more understanding around something or more understanding around a part of me or you know I've got a new view or um, uh, focus that you know has come from this experience that I've been through actually let me just check in and check what my values are now and so yes you know we can absolutely be changed by grief but it doesn't have to be for the worst by any stretch and I come back to that idea that grief is the price that we pay for love And whether that is love for someone, whether that's love for life, whether that's something that we don't feel we're able to do now, um, it is. It's a price that we pay for having had that in our lives at the time. And I know, and I've been through some, um, yeah, really difficult times, and I know how painful grief can be. But I also know that I'm not going to stop loving. I I feel that love is probably one of the most courageous things that we can do. And whether that's in a relationship, whether it's in a friendship, whether that's with your neighbour, whether it's with a stranger, whether it's loving life itself. And I can't imagine a life not doing that. And so I'm going to love and I'm going to love, and I'm going to love again. And yes, I know that more waves of grief will come in, and there will be times and situations that absolutely will come up. Of course they will, um, and I will be broken with grief again. But I'm never, never going to stop the fear of grief or the uncomfortableness of grief stop me from loving to read something that I wrote just recently around grief and 
had been something that I'd been experiencing and then the situation happened where I went to listen to some live music outdoors during the Garden Festival here in Taranaki and a couple of days later I realised that someone had taken a photo and it included a picture of me in the background of the picture and it was just like, whoa! <laughs> like, the grief and the what I was going through on that time, it was just so reflected in this photo. So I'm just going to share with you, word for word, what I wrote. A rare photo, a rare glimpse into what you don't see from me on social media. You don't see or hear about me healing stuff or feeling my feels when I am in the middle of it. I made a promise to myself long ago to only share it once I'm out the other side. It is just what feels right for me. Last weekend, me feeling the feels got unknowingly snapped in a picture and my first reaction when I saw it on a friend's feed went something like this. Fuck! That picture needs to come down. I'm a life coach. People can't see me when I am in that place. But you know what? You absolutely can. Maybe just this once. And I'm super grateful for the photo as it prompted me to share this with you. I want to talk about what I am hearing so many people sharing and struggling with, what I have been navigating and was in the middle of in this photo, grief. Someone asked me recently, what are you doing, Liz? What is working for you currently? How are you navigating this? And again, it comes back to my core values and self-care. My choice currently at weekends is to head off, explore somewhere, be outdoors. Life is pretty normal there. I get to seriously top up the tanks. But every now and again, I'll be doing something else and another wave of grief washes over me. Grief for what we used to have, grief due to the disconnect, grief for seeing people's faces, grief for there not being barriers to interactions, grief for hugs, such a grief for hugs, grief for freedom to travel, grief for friends still navigating stages of lockdown, grief for friends that are choosing not to vaccinate and what they're having to navigate, grief due to the divide, grief for safe places that no longer feel safe, grief for stability and the known. And yes, thanks to feeling what I needed to feel on Sunday, I was able to ride that wave. There was another wave last week and I let the tears fall and I moved through that one, soon laughing again with those around me. I'm okay knowing that there will be more waves coming in. I will simply rinse and repeat. We don't know how long this will go on for. If I stuck with my usual policy of waiting till I was out the other side to share, it may be a while till I got to share this with you and I know there are people that need to hear that what they are feeling could be grief and that is totally normal and understandable. It could be for many reasons you are grieving right now, and it could be for none of the reasons above, but others of your own. I also encourage you to give yourself permission to grieve. It may hurt, it may be seriously uncomfortable, but it is far, far better for you to feel it when it comes up than try and push it down once more, drink through it, eat through it, smoke through it, work harder, get busy, or whatever else we do to not feel. It is often said that grief is a sign that we have loved, loved someone, loved something, loved some aspect of ourselves, loved life. However long this takes, however many waves keep coming, for, keep coming in, I know for one that it would not stop me from loving what I have loved, what I continue to love and what I will love again. Please know that I am in a really good place. I am simply choosing to share after this last wave than wait. I've had such a nourishing weekend this weekend, reading, exploring, walking, family connections, wholesome conversations with what were strangers and I ran a beautiful workshop. I assure you that it won't be long before you'll see another cheesy selfie of mine from somewhere adorn your feet. My heart is full, my mind is inspired, my body is strong and my soul is feeling super looked after. 
And I then talk about, if you are struggling, then please reach out. I do have tools and ideas and other means and things to share with you that may just help you get through this time. Or sometimes what we actually need is an impartial listening ear, a place of non-judgment, a place of grace. And I can absolutely provide that for you as well. So please take some time for you. You may have listened to this podcast and gone, oh my gosh, that's absolutely where I'm at. And you may be listening to it and going straight into something. You may be listening to it and now got to do the kids run or go into a meeting or show up for something. But actually, you know, and if that is the case and you can't go there and you can't open that box right now, please, please don't just go, oh yeah, I'll open that box on another day, another time. Please make time for you to go there and for you to feel everything that comes up. And if you've listened to this podcast, maybe it's not what you're experiencing right now, but maybe you've been drawn to listen to it or maybe you've ended up listening to it because actually someone in your world, this is what they're struggling with. They might not be even able to put words to it right now. They might not even be able to connect with the fact that it's grief is what they're experiencing. So whether it's sharing this podcast, whether it's sharing the blog that's available on my website on this, which is liz-fry.com forward slash 10 thoughts grief. So L-I-Z hyphen or dash F-R-Y dot com forward slash 10 thoughts grief. And, you know, please pass that link on to them as well, because there are many people out there that are sharing this. But I also hope that from this, that you have not only gained some insights, but also take some hope away that what you are feeling or what you potentially are experiencing, it is a case of navigating through it, that you will feel some of those hopeful times, those happy times, you will be able to laugh again. It's just need some navigating to get there. As always, I'm here if you want to reach out. Thank you once again for listening.